Hello, everyone, and welcome to another season of the Star Sit Down. I am ecstatic to get this thing going again. It's been a nice little break, but we're back in action. And so for our first guest, I tried my best to find someone super exciting and fun and interesting. I was out of luck. So we settled for my friend, Hayden, not Hattrick. It's Hartrick. How's it going, Hayden? It's going good. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling a little hurt on my heart right there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, it's going, it's going pretty good. Uh, excited to be back here with you. Yeah. Hanging out, having fun. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, you know, the other day we went to uh, brunch. We talked for like three hours, which was a really good conversation. It was really good to catch up with you in person mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, yeah, tell people a little bit about um, what's been going on with you because you came on the beginning of last semester. So uh, Yeah, no, uh, last semester was absolutely crazy for me. Um, the Comedy Association, or uh, I refer to it as Comass, um, we've done three total digital shows over the last uh, semester. We did one in October, one in November, and one uh, in, it released on the first day of January, but it was technically our December show. Uh, and those were, were wild. Um, it was, it was a really interesting thing to see because what we did basically is we had, you know, all of the three parts of our club um, doing their own thing in, in a digital format. And then all of these segments would come together. Uh, and myself and the president of the organization, Luke Gasky, would um, take all of these. We have usually about 10 to 15 segments between each clip and we'd sit down for a day um, and we would get a whole plan for how the the show would be laid out. Uh, And then we would also make a plan for these transitions between all of these things. And then usually for the rest of that week, it would be filled with me um, spending, you know, anywhere from like about probably, I think my shortest one time I ever spent was about uh, six to 10 hours um, working on editing all these transitions, making the show run smooth uh to be released on that friday um so it was really really cool to see this this whole thing uh come together in this really uh interesting way uh that you know i felt like we we really i don't want to say adapted because everybody says they've like adapted to this new medium but we really like we didn't try to to force our stuff to be the same we just kind of were like we're in a new situation we're just going to keep doing comedy in whatever way we can. Uh, so that, that has been a lot of fun. And then I think I talked about it a little bit last time I was here, but my D and D podcast or D and D stream. Yes. Uh, Jest quest has been uh, kicked off. We're about this Sunday will be our seventh episode. Um, so it's, it's been about two, three months of, of episodes and that's been a whole lot of fun. So last time you were here, you said that you you didn't know how to make friends, and Dungeons and Dragons taught you how to make friends. It's very true. So has 
are you good now or are you oh i've been i feel like uh i've been good at making friends i mean this sounds really egotistical but i've been really good at making (laughs) friends since about my junior year of high school i I consider myself a very charismatic person that that issue i told you about was was really only in my uh freshman sophomore year i was trying to figure out who i was Okay, nice um, little humble brag. You're like, I've yeah. been making friends since junior year, so I well, think I'm good. Yeah, I I, uh, <laughs> I I like to think I'm really good at talking to people, you know? Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but, no, it's 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 just, it's such a fun game. It's it's really a special experience, and, and doing this in this, this streamed capacity has it's it's a really it's different than any other time i've played dungeons and dragons right because there's a lot more emphasis for me on the um the actual like story cohesiveness you know um it's still just a bunch of us hanging out but uh there's now an extra element of me having to take more proficient notes to keep like continuity intact like I found myself having to go back and scrub through old episodes because I'll be like, uh-oh, I remember I said something about this specific artifact, but I don't remember what I said. Uh, so I have to figure that out. So I'm not like contradicting myself, you know? I literally don't. I have never played Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I wasn't a really a, a D&D guy, you know? Uh, yeah, you don't give off the vibes of a D&D guy. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I when you started that campaign, I was like, I'll give it a shot. And I remember um, you messaged people. You're like, What are your characters gonna be? And me, I'm like, uh, What? You, you remember? I was like, hey, just, I do. I, I do like, remember just, what you sent me. I was like, Just make me Black Squidward. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's I could do magic. I didn't know. And I remember you were like, uh, I want serious characters. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, that, that <laughs> sounds good. But you're like, no, I don't think you, I don't think you get the game. And I'm like, I, I don't get the game. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know what I'm doing. And then uh, other people were like, I'm going to be uh, a warlock with this ability. This is my backstory. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's what, that's what I was supposed to do. Yeah, no, it was an interesting thing to to look for because I remember you sent me that message and I was like, uh oh, because um, like they, they, don't get me wrong, there's a time and place for characters like that, and and it's just from my years of DMing, it, it's and what's I DMing? Because I don't I don't I don't so know what that is That's DMing, not the DM I'm accustomed to, you know. Uh huh. DMing is uh, stands for dungeon mastering. It's referred to as game mastering um game runner i think i've heard like once or twice but it's mainly dungeon master or uh game master and basically what that role is is so you have player characters and the dungeon master your player characters are they've made characters that live in this world they're the the main characters of the story basically and the dungeon master creates the combat encounters um, the world that they live in, the cities that they explore, um, and every every other person that they interact with that is not the players themselves is created and uh, played by me. Um, 
so it's, so it's quite an, it can be quite a daunting task um, if you're not really sure what you're getting into uh, because, you know, like I have a whole like one note that's like a bunch of different things of like, excuse me, um, like world lore. Like I have a whole history of this world that I've created, um, like the, their, their whole pantheon of gods uh, the origins of magic in that world where what the other planes have done about a couple thousand years worth of history in my head. Um, well, like you just made up a thousand years worth of history. Basically I've been running this world for about four or five years now. Okay. Um, I created it with, uh, a buddy of mine from high school. Basically we were both dungeon masters. Um, and I had, so I had created this world originally and then played a campaign with him in it and he liked the world and, and we, so we both kind of started to flesh out this world a little bit together and run our own campaigns in this world. And as we started to run our campaigns in this world, we've both kind of separated the world. So they basically, it's almost like they're parallel to each other, right? Like they're very similar in aspects, but, um, they're very different in, in different aspects. Like we have characters that overlap between our games. Um, but we also have, there's bits and pieces that are entirely different from each other, you know? Uh, but I've been running this game for like four or five years, this world. So I have, uh, this is not something I made up in like a month. You know, I've been working on this for a while. All right. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> It's funny hearing you explain all of that because I like it's so foreign to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you're like you know just pick a character. I'm like, oh this this character's funny. They exist. I could be this character. And it's like mm, I don't think so. Uh, not in this league. Not in this world. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that was really. It was funny yeah, I mean, just because I was, I was like ignorant to the whole thing. You know, like I literally, I, I didn't know any better. How about that? I just, mm-hmm. I literally did not know any better. Yeah. Cause it's like, I, I always try as a DM, like one of the things that it's like as a DM is you want to make sure that you work with your players to make their ideas work in your world. Right. Um, so with your specific character, I was, I was kind of ready to sit down and like, flesh this out because it wasn't necessarily that like the character itself was bad i mean i think like it would have been really hard to sustain that character in a campaign setting but um but like i feel like we could have worked together and eventually made that character into something um because like for example like one of my players uh my my best friend alex pittner he plays a wizard named Thomas Archibald the 16th that it was kind of like baseline was he's a wizard who really likes candy and we've really really I've talked with him and all of my players I've done this with all my players and we've delved deep and fleshed out um they each have about probably about a a page and a half to two pages of backstory just bullet pointed of things that have happened in their character's life uh and important people in their character's life that we really we work together to make sure that that character fits in the world, you know? Yeah. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better about the mm-hmm. whole thing. I'm not, I'm going to be honest. Uh, one day 
I will learn. You'll teach me. One I will day. indeed I teach can, you because I'll uh, I, can... I want to have you on Jest Quest at some point. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go on. That'd be fun, um, especially if I learn because I tried to watch it, but like I told you the other day, like I just I don't know. You know, it's like it's like watching a basketball game and you don't know nothing about basketball. You're like, what mm-hmm. they, you know, what are they doing? Like it, it, it was that kind of deal. But mm-hmm. um, no, nah, that'd be a lot of fun. Tell me a bit about um, your uh, film, Under the Hedge. Under the Hedge. Okay, so I can't go too terribly deep into this um, because we're kind of keeping it a little bit under wraps. Uh, but uh, Under the Hedge, so the com- it's a project I'm working on with the Comedy Association. Uh, there's a teaser trailer out for it uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, and... Basically, we're making a fan sequel to the animated movie Under the Hedge, or oh, oh, Over, oh, the, over hedge. the Hedge. Over, over the, the hedge. hedge. The film is called Under the Hedge. Um, we, we're doing, the idea came from because we in the Comedy Association celebrate the month of November as Over the Hedge Month. Um, Why? I am a little bit murky on its origins, okay. <laughs> um, but but I know a bit of it comes from the fact that uh, Michael Fry, the creator of the uh, Over the Hedge comic, follows us on Twitter, uh, and we've had a couple of interactions with him on Twitter. Wait, what? Are you serious? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, this is as far as my understanding. I'm not. Don't like quote me on any of this stuff. I, I'm I'm just going off of. What, what I know. Okay, what do you know about these? Inter- like, that's kind of big. Like, what? Like, like they tweeted at him, and he's like responded to it. You know? Oh wow. Okay. I thought. I. I mean, I don't know if he's busy. I mean, that, that movie came out in the two thousands. Maybe. He's well, busy. he's he. Uh, he made the web comic that that's based off of because Over the oh. Hedge is a is a is like a newspaper comic that's been out for oh, a, a see, really, I, really long time. I had no idea. That's crazy. I didn't either until until I came <laughs> to college, you know. Um, but I'm playing the role of Hammy, which is the squirrel character. Uh, it's it's actually it's it's been a lot of fun. I don't want to spoil anything here because you guys yeah no I got keep you. an I got eye you. out. Uh, but that has been something we've been working on uh, since November, uh, and it's come with its whole suite of challenges. Uh, that we weren't really expecting. Cause this is really like, I've done sketches and, and stuff before, but this is really my first time working on a quote unquote short film um, that takes multiple days of filming uh, and a lot of like, a lot of paying attention to what we're producing and how we're producing it, you know? Yeah. But it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. That's good. I I uh I understand that like the challenge, especially like I feel like on that scale, like with people's schedules, I feel like it'd be a lot harder to you know schedule and get stuff done. No. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, we we there were so many scheduling conflicts over uh, winter break this this semester that have been uh, just like stuff that comes out of nowhere, you know, because everybody's especially that we're in the midst of a pandemic, it it makes everything harder. Um, because we have to keep, like, we have a really, really small crew. Like, literally, it's, it is just me, um, the director, and the two other actors are the only people 
that are really involved in in the filming. And there's there's like people that are hopping in here and there, but like um, those those are the people that like we you know we're trying to keep it as a small group as possible, so it decreases the risk of COVID. You know. Yeah. See, I didn't even I didn't even think about that, man. That uh that sucks. I really thought like when you told me about it the other day, I was expecting like a lot of people to be in on mm-hmm. it and like kind of do that whole thing. But no, nah, it makes sense, bro. Like, mm-hmm. especially like here at the star, you know, like mm-hmm. um, we just started putting out the newspapers. Yeah. Um, but like the people that go to like those and like make it operate, like they have to like cut down significantly. It really sucks, man. Truly, truly it does. It's like, don't get me like, there's a lot of people involved in this project. It's just, uh, there's not a lot of people on set, you know, when we're, when we're actually filming, but, but we have a bunch of other comedy association members involved in different facets of this thing, you know? Yeah, no, I, I understand. I, I'm, it's just more so upsetting because I feel like that's where a lot of the fun happens. And like, you make those, like you make really good memories and there are a lot of laughs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, when we, when like we, we met, we met on a yeah, set. You yeah. Know? That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. And, you had that, um, <laughs> do you remember when you had that light in your hand and you were going out of the bathroom and then uh, I got up off the couch? Okay, uh, 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 I'll tell the story. So we were shooting uh, <laughs> we were shooting a web series um, at an apartment and Hayden was an AD on the series. The series is called um, World's Worst Cover Band, directed mm-hmm. by, uh, written and directed by uh, Harmony Austin. Uh, shout out to Harmony Austin. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Hayden goes to the bathroom. He has to check something in the bathroom. And I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to get him. So I hide outside the bathroom. And like immediately when he comes out and opens the door, because he, he had the lights up here so you could see the bottom of his stomach. I'm like, <laughs> and then he almost drops the light. Oh, he's my like, God. He's like, no, would you stop it? <laughs> yeah you like stuck your finger in my belly button or something right <laughs> i thought no nah, I, I just i just did a little i just did a little bit of this i just did a little bit i of think that. i think that was the moment i knew we were gonna be friends you know yeah it was it was so much fun that was mm. so funny and that it was, was a very funny fun set because like you you almost dropped a very expensive piece of equipment uh it wasn't no no those those lights that i have um wait I, was it a light or the i think it might have been a mic I don't think I was holding the boom because that was a different. That was a different person's job. Uh, I, 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 it was something. I remember. I remember you saying it could have broke. I, I don't know. I don't oh, know. Yeah. But that's I mean, the I lights like. I have. I'm not really like a lighting guy. I don't specialize in that stuff, and I, and I haven't had a lot of money to invest into good lights yet. So it would have been no big deal if that would have broken. But I definitely but, uh, did almost drop it. You're not Bill Peeler. No, I'm not Bill. Peeler. <laughs> that's an inside joke uh, i'm not uh-huh. gonna go into depth but he gets it um no nah, but yeah that's uh that's really good i mean i'm excited um i know you can't release a lot of information but do you at least have an idea as to, like when it's gonna come out i we're trying to get it out as soon as possible um as when we have an actual date that we're releasing it uh, i'll let you know but as of right now i don't have it i can't i can't make a claim you know i can't even make an estimation no i got you i got you it's no problem so um another thing that i want to talk to you about because i had forgotten to bring it up last time is uh your voice acting yes uh i consider myself a voice actor 
Um, at least I'd like to. Um, I've, you know, in high school theater, I, I did a lot of like wacky character work um, in, a, in a lot of the plays that I would do in high school. And as I started to get towards the end of high school and started to really think about because I knew I wanted to be a storyteller. I know that's something I want to do with my life because that's something that makes me happy, right? And as I started to get closer to the end of high school, I really started thinking and um, it was actually a little bit because I came across the uh, show Critical Role, uh, which is a, another Dungeons and Dragons um, streamed podcast uh, by a bunch of voice actors like Matt Mercer, Travis Willingham, Laura Bailey, like a lot of, a lot of big name uh, uh, voice actors that, that play Dungeons and Dragons together. And that really kind of made me look into the world of voiceover and kind of realize that that is a viable career path. Uh, and I've always been a fan of animated movies, if you can't tell by my Iron Giant poster back here. Um, from when I was young, I've always really loved animated projects because I, I think that there's a, and, and I really didn't know how to put it into words until recently. Uh, and it's because I think that animation has a certain ability to allow an audience to truly engross themselves in a character, right? So you, you have like big budget live action movies with like named actors and, and there's always that possibility that hey i hate you froze yeah so animation i think has a really special ability to fully engross an audience in a character right uh because you have big budget or not big budget but even like medium budget movies where you have where it's in live action and if you recognize the actor uh there's always that little chance in the back of your mind that you're just kind of kind of disassociate a little bit from the actual film that you're watching and see um, a, uh, you're gonna see that actor. You're gonna be like, oh, that's Robert Downey Jr. Oh, that's Chris Evans. Uh, oh, that's Brie Larson, you know, stuff like that. Um, and it can pull you out of the movie for a second. But in, in animation, in, unless you are really paying attention, I found it's kind of hard to pull yourself out in that degree. Um, because the visual aspect of it, you are seeing just the character. Like, I, I know that the voice of the Iron Giant is Vin Diesel now, but even when I watch the movie, because I'll go back and watch it every once in a while because it's my favorite movie of all time, uh, I don't think about Vin Diesel when I'm watching that. I... I um, Oh, what's her name? Uh, the, the girl that plays Rachel from Friends voices the mom in Iron Giant. And that... Jen, Jen Aniston? Yeah, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, she voices the mom in Iron Giant. And that, like, every time I watch that movie, I forget it and then remember it. And it blows me away because it just, it is so much in my brain, not Jennifer Aniston. And, and I think that's the wonderful thing about animation is it lets you be able to kind of avoid being typecast a lot, you know? Like you, if, you're, if you're good at changing your voice, you can make yourself into anybody. So that's what really pulled me to voice acting and made me be like, I wanna be part of the animated movies that shape people's childhoods, that, that 
shape adult lives, you know, that, that really kind of stick with people for the rest of their lives. I want to be these, I want to be remembered as these characters, not as me, you know? Yeah, no, um, everything you just said made sense. Everything that you just said made sense. And I, I, I understand what you're saying because, um, you know, there, there is that sense. And I never really thought of it that way in that it can take you out of a movie, but it, it can a little bit, you know, like, for example, like we were talking about cyberpunk a little before this and like mm -hmm. how the bugs, like the, the story is great in the game, but like the bugs and the little things like make you feel less immersed. And I feel mm -hmm. like that is like one of those things where you're like, oh, wait, that's, that's, um, Chris, that's Chris Hemsworth. I'm not, that's, I, that's not me. You know, that's, that's not Thor, you mm -hmm. know, as opposed to like seeing the animated Thor where it's just this, this voice and you're seeing the actual character like, Oh, well, okay. That's Thor. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know the, the guy behind the voice, but um, yeah, you know, I, and I love animation for that reason. Like animation mm -hmm. is one of my favorite mediums, like of um, just like narrative period, just because, I feel like you could do well. I'm not even that. I feel like I know you can do so much more in animation than you can in live action, which is something that bothers me. Like with Disney making all these live action remakes, like why don't we just like enjoy the animation that like it it was with? And another thing too, like if you're gonna make something new, make it original. Don't just rehash. Precisely. Don't just rehash the thing that already exists. Make it worse just to mm -hmm. just to bang out a profit. You know that. Um, like I honestly think like even from like a like a financial decision that there's there's decisions that Disney made don't really make sense to me because I feel like they would make just as much money um, if instead of spending millions of dollars to create these live action soulless remakes of movies from our childhood if they just put like remastered those movies and put them back out in the theaters they would make buttloads of money from all the people that ha are our age or a little bit older and have kids now and be like oh we can go see these movies in theaters i'll take my kid to go see aladdin in theaters that would be that would be smart they did something like that oh wait no i don't think disney had remember do you remember when they re redid the phantom menace you probably don't this was this was a couple years ago they put the phantom menace the the Phantom Menace out in theaters, episode one of the... Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, do you remember that? I don't. I don't remember that yeah. happening. Yeah, they did. But, like, regardless, it was kind of fun to go back to the theater and have, like, a theatrical experience as opposed to just, you know, watching in the living room. Yeah, you know, like, I went in um, before pandemic stuff. Uh, our, our local movie theater uh, did a re-release of Goodfellas, and I took uh, Alex with me to go see... Goodfellas uh, in, in theaters because he'd never seen it and I'd only seen it like a couple times and watching these old movies like with the theatrical experience it's just something else you know yeah I, I miss that too I think there's like there's a sense of magic in movie theaters um, mm -hmm. you know the dude it's so funny the last in in theater movie movie that I've seen was with you we went to see Sonic yeah sonic. i was gonna say my my last theater in theater movie was sonic i think i think i got to see it four times in theaters before it uh before pandemic started my goal was seven and i didn't get there um i i mean don't get me wrong i sonic i don't think it's a like great movie 
it was okay. But I have so much fun watching it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I understand, like, because you have these expectations about it, you know? And then when you're like, wow, this is actually, I mean, you're like, it's not a, it's not a terrific movie, but it's all right, you know? Like, it didn't. It didn't. Mm. Me- it didn't screw the pooch, you know. Like it follow. It has story structure, clear protagonist, antagonist. You know, like I went in there with these like rock bottom expectations of like I'm gonna go watch this and just laugh at it because of how bad it's gonna be, and then it was like just a decent film, and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen because my spend, expectations were I'm so low. I'm gonna spend fifty dollars to see it numerous times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, with student discounts, there's only like five bucks a ticket, you know. Whoa, student discounts? Where are you getting yeah. student discounts at? Starplex. They do that. Yeah, it's, it's been, like it's been five, so six bucks tickets for for students on week uh, on every showing. I think. What? Dude. That's the only reason I'd go to movie theaters so much is because their tickets were not expensive. Dude, me and Natalie went to. We would always go to. We well, not always, but. We would go to Evo and we would go to Starplex. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I think our main theater main main theater was Starplex, but we've been to a few. I don't I don't know, but nevertheless, I didn't know they gave out student discounts like that. Um, yeah, it's been it's been almost a year, so <laughs> it, it's it's kind of easy to forget. Oh, it's been almost a year, man. That's wild. Yeah, truly, truly wild. Yeah, uh, I really thought last time. Last time we did this podcast, I, I truly still had hope that the next time I uh, I came on would be in person. You know? Oh no, 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 no. <sighs> it's yeah, fun times. Mm, it is what it is, man. You know, just making the best of the situation, right? And, and plus, like you and I, like since we're friends, it's not even like this is the only time like we hang out. You know, like mm-hmm. when we went to eat the other day. We'll do that again because that was really nice. Like, um, I had some scheduled at three, and I scheduled at three because I was like, "Hey, you know, we'll probably talk for like an hour, two hours, and I'll come back and get everything ready." But like, it was literally like two fifty-five, and I was like, "Listen, dude, I gotta go." <laughs> yeah, gotta yeah, go. we were still, we were yeah. still like in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Like we we could have easily gone for longer, but uh, yeah, I mean, it just it sucks because like, I know I want to hang out with you more. But like I know that like I'm already looking at my semester and it get and like that's the the sucky part is like semester gets so busy with just other projects that we want to do you know. Trust me, dude. I I completely understand. I mean, working on like working on stuff with this semester, it's gonna be kind of a doozy because I I have an eight a.m. which I had no choice, uh, mm-hmm. which sucks because it's like either you're taking this eight a.m. class or you're not gonna graduate on time. You yeah, know, you pick. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, <laughs> all right. Um, and I have another early class, but yeah, I, I gotcha. I mean, I, and it's not even like I'm like Hayden doesn't want to hang out. It's more of like I understand we're both we both got our own things going on. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just not in the cards. So it's, it's no it's no ill will or any. Or but uh, anything. you know what? We'll keep shuffling the deck and and we'll we'll try to move it so the cards it is in the cards next time. You know, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um. Before we go, um, I want to just say it's already back. been like 30 minutes. Yeah, it has. It has. Oh my yeah. gosh. It felt like I was like, we're still like 10 minutes in. I got a solid. No, 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 no. We were, we, we, we've been doing a good job. I want to shorten these. So, um, I just, they're more like watchable. I know not mm-hmm. everyone has the time to watch a, a one hour, 50 minute 
whatever episodes. So um, yeah, especially with an uninterested guest like myself. No, 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 no. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, uh, you're pretty solid. You know, I'm uh, I'm excited for what we got coming in store. Um, won't say it here, but uh, I'm excited for that. I've been looking forward to it. Um, you know, I miss. I really miss doing stand up, and you know, uh, me too. Like, uh, I remember last time we did stand up, you were there too. I, I went on right after you. It was so much fun. Yeah, no, I miss that. I, I really miss that. Um, if I talk about what I don't, I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, I tell you, my, my mom ended up watching this podcast. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, no. And it's not even because I sent it to her. She just like looked me up one day because I remember like <laughs> I had mentioned that I was going on this and she's like, I wonder if that ever happened. And so she sent that was like, hey, she texted me. She's like, hey, I watched your podcast episode. Thanks for telling me about it. And I was like, oh, I forgot. Uh, What'd she think? She thought it was really good. She said we had a really good conversation. So you got you got one fan in my Hey, life. all right. I like that. I like the yeah. sound of that. Thank you, Mama Hartrick. I know you're watching right now from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. It's people like you that keep this thing going. How was that? You think she's still watching? That was really good. I think no, she's I'm just still kidding. watching. I'm just kidding. No, but thank uh, you so much. Um, yeah. Uh, love animation. Um you know, I, there's so much stuff you could do that you can't do in live action. I think that's the beauty of it. I think now more than ever, it's been taking, it's been taken way more seriously because mm-hmm. I feel like maybe 10 years ago or even 15, there was a big stigma about animation. Like it's just for kids, but like now with like so many adult animate animated shows and Bojack Horseman for one. Yeah. You, you got know, Bojack and, and then you got like, kid shows that still even work for adult audiences like you got stuff like gravity falls and steven universe that have these huge fan bases that aren't just comprised of kids and they teach these wonderful things to children that that live action like just doesn't and can't yeah it's yeah yeah but um you know i uh, love it i hope not even that i hope i know you'll be successful i know the type of person you are and um I'm really excited to see where this takes you, man. Like I, I had no, I had like little to no understanding or I not, not necessarily understanding, but I didn't even know how vast that like world was until you told me one day, you're like, you know, think about all the people like reading, doing narration for commercials or, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, audio And I was like, Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. You yeah. Know? It's uh, people make careers off of that, you know, like that, uh, guy in Mansfield, right? Yeah, no, I got a, I got a, I got Gabe Kunda, who I, I met recently, uh, who's from my same hometown. He's a wonderful voice actor. He does like uh, Rock Lock and My Hero Academia. Uh, if I mean, if you don't know Gabe Kunda, you, you should look him up. He's he's truly a, a, a wonderful voice actor. And I got to interview, I got the privilege of interviewing him recently. Uh, and, and he's such a wonderful guy too. And, and that's the thing is like, I feel like animation also helps take out a lot of that ego that you find in a lot of actors. Um, you, you just get to meet a bunch of just wonderful, wonderful people, you know? Yeah. No, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, yeah, I really appreciate having you on, brother. Um, yeah. This was I can nice. just shout out a couple things. Um, yeah, no, by all means, by all means. Go ahead. Uh, Texas State Comedy Association. Uh, that's at uh, TXST Comedy on Twitter uh, and it's Comedy Association on YouTube. Follow us there. 
keep up to date on uh, Under the Hedge and things like that. Uh, and, and then, because oh, we're also, we are doing more shows this semester. We're going to probably shoot for another three-ish shows. I don't want to, you know, put anything in stone, but that's probably what we're going to shoot for. Um, and then Jest Quest, uh, that is at Jest Quest D-N-D, the letter N. Uh, it's, that's us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us there. We post when we're, when we're streaming. We stream on the Comedy Association Twitch channel Sundays at 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time, because that's the time zone we're in. Um, and so that's, that's when we stream on Sundays. Uh, follow us on Twitter. One of our players, Colin, um, does wonderful artwork of our characters that we get to post on Twitter sometimes. I get to post some of my DM behind the screen stuff that for players at home. It's just, it's just really, really great. And so, so come check us out there uh, and have a lot of fun. Come, come hang out with us. You guys heard him. I'll put a, I'll make sure to put like at, like all your ads and relevant information on screen. So like, as you're listening to this stuff, it'll pop up. So don't even worry about that. But um, in the meantime, man, again, I really appreciated your time. Um, please, if people are still watching, this is a little shorter. Um, so we'll continue this trend going forward, hopefully. Um, thank you for watching. I'm, I'm super excited for the semester and everything we have in store. You know, we got a team now. It's going to be um, it's going to be great. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Hayden and, you know, all jokes aside, you know, I, I respect you, brother. I'm really happy you were able to be the first guest and, um, a lot has changed since that first episode in mm -hmm. both of our lives. So, you know, it's really good to connect and, um, catch up again. But yeah, thank um, you so much for having me on again. It's, this is always so much fun when we do this. Yeah. 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 I, I've, I've had a, I've had a blast. I've had a blast and, you know, we'll, we'll talk more, um, like in person and we'll not, yeah, yeah. Maybe not in person, but you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like we'll, we'll connect. But, um, in the meantime, guys, you guys take care. That's it for this week's star sit down. See you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>